All right. Welcome back to the Can We Be Friends podcast. Uh, I'm Gage Morrow. And I'm Mike Massaro. And we're going to open the show today with a, a fabled theory that I've been waiting for. I've actually told him not to say anything because I want to hear it uh, completely spelled out. So, Mike, please take it away with your JFK assassination theory. All right. So, uh, as I've told you, I've sort of been teasing this for a while with, with like, you and, and Chris, too. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but uh, I thought of a, a unique theory of the JFK assassination. Um, so basically it starts, uh, in 1963 with, uh, the Kennedy administration more broadly. So if you look, if you, if you look at the big players in the Kennedy administration, right, you have like Robert McNamara, uh, and CIA and intelligence, you have, uh, uh, Dean Acheson, I think his name was working in the Pentagon. Um, and then you have, uh, you, and this is the most important. Like, so people always like to point to like the CIA as, as you know, the CIA killed Kennedy, the mob killed Kennedy. It's like, I think it's, it's even like more of an inside job than that. So we're talking deep state, very, the deepest of all the states. Not even, we're talking, not even deep we're, states. We're talking the deepest ties in, in that a human being can have. We're talking family. Ooh, I was going to say a cult, but I like where you're going. I think that RFK killed or organized the killing of jfk now for those ignorant people at home and definitely not my ass you're talking about his brother <laughs> robert, robert kennedy? f kennedy that's mm. right i think that robert f kennedy was jealous of john f kennedy's rising star and let me lay out why well first they're irish so i can already take exactly they're irish at face value so, so a jealous bunch so look at joe kennedy as a figure right Joe Kennedy's a mob figure. He, he, he is, he is his, he ties to his family wealth and prominence to hit the crime ring that he ran in prohibition, the bootleg alcohol. Yeah. So what bought them their, their influence? Exactly. And, and, and he is a ruthless politician and, and sort of kingmaker in that way. JFK as the star of the family, I think must've bothered, bothered RFK a little bit. Cause these boys, spent their entire lives competing for their father's basically attention and affection. It was mm, we got it, like a Jackson five situation. Exactly. They, this is something I learned watching a documentary or actually not even a documentary. So it was a, it was a documentary and uh, the movie uh, Chappaquiddick about Teddy Kennedy. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So uh, it, it was that. And then some like corollary documentary that just discussed the, like the story. And, um, and so the interesting thing about that was they talked about Ted Kennedy always had a problem with like impressing his father and and there were always issues with that he felt and sort of, you know, like being enough to, to please his dad. You know, he, he, he always had a lot of scandals. He, uh, you know, publicly with, with drinking and, uh, with, uh, obviously the Mary Jo Kopechny, the Chappaquiddick thing. Yeah. There was uh there was another scandal where his, his nephew, uh, allegedly raped a young woman at their beach house down in Florida and uh, he was there for it, but then like avoided questioning. And there's gotta whole... love some. You know, I was raised Catholic, and this just rings true. So many like mm. old Catholic stories, which is like now we say like, oh, they didn't like JFK because he was Catholic, and they thought that he would choose to answer to God or the Pope rather uh, before the American people. Um, I feel like the foreign interests would outweigh his uh, domestic duties. And I was thinking about that almost like. At first, I was like, that's a ridiculous, like, accusation. But then, like, learning about these stories about the Catholic Church, this, like, international, like, shuffling of, of problematic Priest, individuals. Yeah. And it just makes me think it's just, like, when you're raised in that culture of, like, this is how we handle things. Like, shut up. Inside. Don't talk about your problems. Yep. We, you're, you're upsetting the organization. You're making us look bad. Exactly. We can't have these allegations. We're going to need to shuffle you over here. Yeah. Can so you imagine what they'll say in the pews at church? If they hear this, oh, that's uh, it's it, like you said last time we were speaking institutionalization, institutionalization. Yeah, yeah, where something become or institutionalized. Sorry, when, yeah. when something becomes so official because it's like, well, it's been around, you know. Uh -huh. And as we talked about, like Catholicism just started off as a cult that was like an offset of the Jewish of like the cult that was Judaism mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah, absolutely. and so it's just kind of stayed a cult for so long that people are like, oh, it's it's such an institution. We have really old churches that like pay homage to that and it's like yeah but there's still like bad things mm -hmm. in that practice oh yeah we had a i had a priest at my home church uh when i was younger who allegedly reportedly wink, wink, nudge nudge yeah, yeah. stole like a, a, a ton of money 
yeah. basically from the church coffers, bought himself a Beamer, bought himself a new home, got his mother a home on the shore. Uh, so, you know, and, and then they just moved him up to Massachusetts to another church. Yeah, they do that shit, man. I, that's why I would respect <clears throat> a religion that had far more accountability. And I understand that it's like at a time where you were persecuted and, you know, you needed to like stick with your own. But mm-hmm. now you've gotten to the point where like the Catholic Church is the largest uh, private landowner in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't think you're under Hurting, attack yeah. anymore like you have the ability to actually stand strong and stand for something that like you preach the the, the movie spotlight paints a really good oh, picture yeah. of that of, of just like the instant like just how storied like the church had been in boston and, and how that contributed to not being able to out any of these oh, yeah. kinds of problems and generational like mental health problems because you're just passing that stuff on when you abuse a child like that yep. then they become part of the church and that's the only way they can oh, interface yeah. with the world but more more on the Kennedy assassination. Oh, where, yes, where is yeah. that going? The, the family All right, the so, jealousy. So RFK I, is jealous. Yeah. You know, show off to dad. So RFK was attorney general under JFK. RFK went after the mob, uh, it, it, which is one of the things that people pointed to as a reason that, you know, like yeah. the, the, maybe the mob did this. But I think that, that a lot of that behavior was RFK trying to make a name for himself. And, and RFK see. sort of, you, you know, like trying to be his own person and not – the brother of John F. Kennedy, who's also a politician who's going to have to follow in his brother's footsteps after four more years of him, then he's going to have to run and make sort of, he's the second in the dynasty. So I, I don't think that sat very well with him. I, cause I, cause I think he's the same as the rest of them. He's, he's a deeply political person. He's just as scandal ridden as JFK or, you know, they, they had sex with all the same women. Marilyn uh, Monroe. Yep. Uh, um, among chief, many others. Chief among them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a book called Kennedy Babylon by uh I forget who it's by. I think I think it's by Howie Carr. I can't remember. He's like he's like a conservative talk radio guy up in Massachusetts. Yeah. But but but, <laughs> that's a, but whoa, that's a yeah. curveball. Deep cut, yeah. In, yeah, it's in weird. Massachusetts? Yep. Yeah. Well, is it by Massachusetts standard? Is he just a guy who's like a centrist and he's it, like, No, I think I, I mean, I mean, like he. I think he, nine months is a little too late, and they're like, "You Nazi! How dare you!" <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's he's definitely a conservative. Okay. He, he's definitely like 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 I would equate him to like like a Rush Limbaugh like. Oh, okay. Well, know, rest like, in peace. I mean, yeah, how are you gonna yeah. not rest for for home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out I for keep, El Rushbo. <laughs> real quick, I I go to the gym, which is the only way that news has ratings anymore. Is Planet <laughs> Fitnesses? Like, I I feel like you can track directly the ratings. Like the Nielsen rating is proportionate to the amount of gym memberships there are in the united states because that's the only place people ever watch the news anymore and like how many times you're filling up your gas planet fitness is like a really lucrative contract with cbs oh, yeah oh yeah they're like we got all the streaming service disney just hasn't bought us out yet but yeah. but i keep seeing on fox news like rest in peace rush like rush's greatest hits <laughs> like he's the fucking rush's like greatest hits <laughs> like it's rush the band. <laughs> like it's ladies and gentlemen like, alex lifeson about, yeah, i think you're talking about the wrong rush buddy yeah. no but but okay continue so so, so yeah jealousy RFK amongst the family jealous. uh he's trying to impress him trying to impress dad yep so i think he he figures out at a certain point that this beloved man america's hero jfk the young you know like yeah. virile leader of the country not he didn't go into Marilyn monroe not because it was easy but because he was hot <laughs> <laughs> he realized that you know his brother's loss would be a massive tragedy and, yeah. and that there were plenty of people who wanted his brother out of the way so he engineers a scheme the details of which I have none because this is just a theory at this point. Okay. Well, he, yeah. And, 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 and again, I want to preface this. After this thesis, I yeah. want to ask you some technicals just to, oh, oh, yeah. we'll to get gauge into where, you know, which evidence you believe in, which, you know, magic yeah. bullet and all that shit. So, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, so he engineers this whole scheme. So he engineers a scheme to kill his own brother. Okay. Right. Uh, so he knows that he can use this like national sympathy to basically jumpstart his own election uh, after you okay. know the presidency of non-beloved Vice President <laughs> Lyndon Johnson, yeah, right. And like uh, that quote, but ye- ye- yeah, ye- yeesh, did not exactly want to sign the Civil Rights nah, Act, if you know what I mean. Yeah, LBJ was. Uh, uh, he's like civil wrongs. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> you know, because the you know, dude, anyone who does that, mega racist. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who literally this motion right here, you're like, yep. that's. A, we talk about dog whistles, like this yeah. isn't a dog. Whistle. <laughs> this is a meme yeah. in twelfth grade. This is a talk whistle. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that guy, Linda B. Johnson. 
Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson was back. He also, I uh, read an interesting fact, used to make the Secret Service agents take his shit out of toilets when he would go to the bathroom because he didn't trust water systems to not, like, someone would harvest his DNA or something, basically. Which I'm was sorry, what? Do we have a schizophrenic right. white supremacist? <laughs> yeah. Do we have... Do we have it's so twisted. He's like, you got to take my shit out of the toilet. Dude, some, you know, bro, that's kind of like you can really place him historically though, because that's some Roman shit right there. It is some, yeah, absolutely, you know what I mean. Like yeah. when they had people wipe their ass when when they first came up with like public toilets and shit. Yep. God damn, it shit just doesn't change. But anyways, so 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 RFK RFK realizes this, and as you know, a- after the term of Lyndon Johnson, he launched his presidential campaign. Sorry. On on the platform of continuing his brother's legacy, yes, and and he had a massive national following and would have been the president were it not for his assassination. Now, Damn. So here who he, here's where the theory RFK, the lobotomized sister, Teddy Kennedy. Whoa, wait, okay, so please, because I don't know all these Mick bastards, could you please explain to me who? Teddy Kennedy. Senator Edward Kennedy, the lion of the U.S. Senate, was a longtime senator from the state of Massachusetts, also a known drunkard uh, and carouser, well, among other Irish things. Catholics. So. Yeah. Uh, Ted Kennedy developed a name for himself. He, he hung out with a Connecticut Congressman John Larson, was a bedfellow of his. Shout out to Shout out one time, 860. Congressman John Larson. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, um, and, um, you know, there's... Uh, he stayed in the Senate his entire career. Okay. And, and, and yeah, he was, he was someone who wanted to run for president. And then until Chappaquiddick obviously derailed yeah. his, uh, his attempt at this. So, uh, I got to double check my facts here about what year Chappaquiddick happened. Uh, because that factors before you get in, that, I'm going to say, yeah. let's see. It was during the Kennedy. Well, that would be too specific because he was assassinated like a year out. Uh, I'm going to guess 61. Let's see. Chappaquiddick was in 69. RFK was assassinated. I was way off. My bad. I was thinking like MLK. No, no, no. We went to the moon in 60. Because Kennedy was president when we went to the moon, wasn't he? No. No, it was Nixon. It was Nixon. No. So he, JFK made it our mission. He died. And then in honor of him, like I think in the next term, he was, we were able to get there because I think Kennedy was assassinated in 64. MLK was 63. Kennedy was... No, Kennedy was 63. Kennedy was 63. I think MLK was also 63, which is why I was confusing that. Yeah. So, okay. JFK was November 1963. RFK was assassinated. Oh, so Chappaquiddick was way after the brothers... After JFK's death. In June of 1968. Gotcha. And Chappaquiddick happened in in 1969. So here's what happened. Teddy Kennedy they dumped that bitch's body on the moon. Teddy Kennedy w- was the third of the kids. Okay. He was the least likely to ever get any of that political power. He was like frame it for the those like basic white bitches at home who read you like us weekly. Which duchess is she? Which which <laughs> which which uh like if he is he like the Prince Charles or whatever? What are we what are we talking here? Yeah, yeah. He is, he is never going to assume never, or, oh well I mean he has aspirations, right? He mm-hmm. really wants to. I mean he's the one that basically has like is like the n- nearest to his dad more of the time, mm-hmm. and he's always getting the shaft from oh, him. Man. He's always like, "Oh, Ted, you're such a fucking loser." You know what show Ted, is you're... exactly like this? Is what? Succession on HBO? Have you ever seen that? I have not. This is a slide. Sp- it's just, this is just like a tip for you and for those at home. Like, watch that show because it's so Kennedy. It's about a family where the patriarch is the head of a media company. Thinks like a Fox News. Oh shit! But more like a Disney because it's like amusement parks television and movies and like all this shit and so it's an empire yeah and this man is like getting up there in age it's played by uh, brian cox okay and he is about to pass it on and then at the meeting where he's gonna pass it on like where everyone thought he was gonna pass it on he's like nah fuck it and he just like emotionally terrorizes his kids holy crap like they all have such severe daddy issues but to that point yeah, that sounds like the kennedy family yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly which is why but it's like we bring this one in close yeah. and then we just shit on him. And then like, right when he runs away, we pull him back again. Yeah. And it's like, we give the daughter hopes, but then dash him every time. And be like, if you could just yeah. be a stronger woman, you could get it like that kind of shit. Yeah. Joe Kennedy was like, like a wheelchair tyrant. He was just having mm. his kids fucking push him around and like, uh, Oh yeah. Treating him like absolute dog shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so how does Teddy play in this whole thing? Yeah. No worries, dude. 
how does Teddy play into this whole thing then? So you're saying it's Teddy's scheme or it was RFK's scheme and Teddy helped him? It was RFK's scheme, but Teddy found out about it. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't think Teddy Kennedy's a vi- – Teddy Kennedy's like the black sheep, the villain of the Kennedy family. Okay. And he was a black sheep before because he was the least like you know magnanimous of his brothers. He was the most scandal prone. He was Because like, he was into the – Darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. But, but he, like, he was a little bit less discreet of a party animal. I think he than, was than like casting a, a gaze upon a Jewish lady or something like <laughs> something that would get you beheaded back in the sixties. Uh, he was a Kennedy. He knew better than that. Oh he, yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. But, so he was. He was just like. So he was like the Prince Harry. He was always getting into shit, fucking supermodels and shit like that, being the, scandalous, being more openly scandalous. I, I think so, yeah. And, so he was uh, kind of like the stoner degenerate. Everyone's like, oh, he's fucking Teddy. <clears throat> doesn't know how to do shit. Yeah, and, but he's still a U.S. senator, right? So, like, you know, yeah. it's, it's Kennedy family well, degenerate you know, level. You got to measure from their, yeah. their standard. It's I, not I mean, like you got your schlubby yeah. coke dealing brother. Yeah. It's like, you know, your Senate brother. But yeah. The, the shitty Senate seat. Yeah, I mean, and, and granted, he's not, you know, he's he's not running around shot up with speed like JFK was in hotel Ooh, rooms yeah. and stuff. But, like, he's he's getting drunk in public. Allegedly. You know, yeah. Too late, too soon, brothers. Too soon. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. So, uh, power. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so Teddy. And second of all, I have this whole other theory about Teddy Kennedy being like, like, have an inferiority complex because you have RFK, JFK, and Edward uh, Snowden. And then, <laughs> yeah, Edward Snowden Kennedy. <laughs> that, that's his name. <laughs> time traveling whistleblower. Yeah. Snowden Kennedy. Yeah, let, let me get his middle name right yeah. because this will really show you why. Uh, so then, t- what's the complication? Right. So RFK schemes it. Teddy stumbles upon it. How does Teddy? Edward because it comes Moore to Kennedy. fruition. Uh, yes, so it comes to fruition. Teddy Kennedy at some point finds out from his brother mm. that that this happened. You know, whether it's campaign, he did work uh, extensively on his brother's campaign. So, I, I, and again, the details on this are fuzzy. Okay. But um, the, the details on most of this are fuzzy. Yeah, of course, like, the Bruder film and yeah. all that shit. <laughs> but it's like, uh, well, we haven't seen an assassination in, in a minute because we got everyone's got a cell phone. Yep, it's literally fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you look yeah at the video. exactly. Um, but uh, so, so and I've watched it a lot, <laughs> <laughs> many many. Back times. into the left, brother. Yep. Back into the left. <laughs> one shot, one kill. It's actually three shots, one, one to kill. The right, but, but yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. So, so I'm gonna break the topic of of. So so then, how does Teddy play into this whole thing? Right, so so he, is he telling the media? Is he because no, a lot so, of people don't believe the shit was legit? Well, like, see, that it was thing. just Lee Harvey Oswald. Teddy doesn't tell the media. Teddy, to his death, maintained that that the investigation that the Senate did was the Warren Commission. Yeah, was the Warren Commission was was above board. He he said that publicly. That's a ride or die right there. But I think that's because Teddy Kennedy knew what actually happened. And Teddy Kennedy also knew, as a man of virtue. As, as the hardest worker of the Kennedy family, is the only one who didn't get the Fitzgerald name as his middle name. Mm, damn. He, I cold. think, it, it was, and, and and his first name was Edward. It began with an E. He he didn't he didn't have even have the a bit like E E F K, F K. It's weak. Yeah. His Edward it's Moore. It's pretty Kennedy. linguistically deep cut, yeah. but I think the Fitzgerald is much more harder evidence. It's like yeah. you don't you don't belong to no. this, this Mick Potato pushing family. But he saw that his brother Robert was willing to murder their brother John just for power. It sounds some biblical shit. He knew, as a good American that he was, that that no man who's willing to murder his own brother to ascend to the presidency can ever be trusted with the power of the presidency. That's valid. So, in order That's to valid prevent. Right there. In order to prevent this massive problem, he resigned himself to to basically murdering his own brother. And in 1968, he orchestrated the assassination Whoa. of RFK. So he had to kill a brother for killing a brother. To prevent him, because he knew that RFK would have been president yeah, he would if he had lived. There was no way to stop him publicly. So how, is because Timmy what's he going to do? Or did he kill himself from all that guilt? Who? Timmy. Tommy, Petty? Teddy, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that redheaded stepchild, Mick, black sheep of the family, <laughs> that fucking whiskey pusher. Yeah, what's the old Teddy doing now? Is he still kicking? He's pushing potatoes in the field. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Teddy. Back into the hot motherland. T- Teddy died, but mm-hmm. but he. So so here's what happened. Teddy. So JFK. Teddy also felt the guilt of having to kill his yeah, brother because he's a man and he's a good man, having recognized that he had to take the sacrifice, oh, yeah. he had to shoulder that guilt to prevent the nation. From, you know, he's got from the dealing first with the repercussions spoon of mama's of sauce, you know what I mean? So Teddy, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, or the prodigal I, son. Oh yeah, corn uh, beef broth. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> or haggis. Yeah. Oh. oh, this might be Scottish. I'm sorry to be culturally insensitive to the whites. Um, 
Same, same region. Yeah, <laughs> same deal. Fucking, bad food. You're all bland <laughs> motherfuckers. Get a spi- get one fucking spice yeah. and then come back to me. It didn't make it all the way up there. They just took it all in London. And all all right. So, so yeah. you're saying Teddy had Rob killed because Rob had – Ooh, there's a ghost in here. Don't move. Because yep. Rob had JFK killed. And, and he and needed he knew to prevent – Yeah. Yeah. So some, like some omen shit where you had to stop Damien from becoming president. So then Teddy's laden with all this guilt and he starts drinking. Uh, and he starts drinking heavily. He's got a death wish. And now he because he knows he can't be president because he's also a brother killer. And he's that good of a guy that he's like, I will never yep. do what I had to do he's to like my brother. The, he's like the Christopher Walken from Deer Hunter. He's yeah. just like walking around with like a death wish, but he just can't do it. Nope. He just has to have someone else punish him. So for he, what he's doing. He, he, but he punishes himself, his liver, yeah. and mm-hmm. and he does this daily and hour by hour mm-hmm. by hour, and he just sinks into the bottle. And then one day, he's at a he's at a he's at a house a year later with Mary Jo Kopechny, and they decide to go out for a drive because he finally has someone that he trusts oh, enough to shit. talk to. And he's laden with his guilt and he's been drinking all night. So he feels his ability to open up and he drives her out to this beautiful location he knows on the beach yeah. where he grew up because he wants to tell her his deepest, darkest secret because he just needs to confess this, get it off his chest. And he's been drinking so much and he drives into the lake and kills the one person he loved, the one person he could trust enough to talk to about this. It's certainly very cinematically compelling. And that's why Teddy Kennedy is the tragic hero of the Kennedy family. So what's with the Kennedys now? I heard there isn't there a Kennedy in government right now? Somebody Caroline? Oh, JFK Jr. Well, JFK Jr. has been banned on Twitter for his anti-vax shit, I think. Yeah, isn't he in a wheelchair? Is he? I don't know. Is it JFK Jr.? Is it JFK Jr. Jr.? I don't know. Maybe. Jr. Bacon Cheeseburger. (laughs) Maybe the guy in the wheelchair. Is this a Wendy's? Governor Governor Abbott of uh, Texas. Texas. No. He's in a wheelchair? Governor Abbott? Yeah, they call him Wheels. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Wheels Abbott. Yeah, I mean, because he's he's a guy who can fucking take a joke. You know? (laughs) Kind of like an asshole. You You think he's from Texas? He's got like off roading wheels on his wheelchair. Yeah, dude. He just like goes out the mud. I got them rattlesnake stairs. He's he's got a V8 under his wheelchair. Yeah, man. He, he just hangs out with all the fucking yeah. rice burner Mazda kids. <laughs> yeah. Yo, is that shit dropped, Holmes? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, fool. That shit dropped. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> got a dropped Mazda fucking wheelchair. <laughs> no, he's got a dropped, like, um, handy capable van that's got, like, a platform. They're like, what's it's underlit. Yep. It's got a fucking neon light underneath. <laughs> it's got the neon thing. Stuff. <laughs> it, 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 it has like lift and drop music. Yeah. So whenever it's engaged, like it just like lights Quick, up. Quick, I gotta get to my physical yeah. therapy. Wait! <laughs> oh man. Just yeah. nothing but reggaeton persistent. So that's that's an interesting theory. So, I, uh, yeah. Do you have more? You want to hear my evidence? Yes. I'd like to see how you respond to the technicals. Now, let's start with the question on everyone's mind. One shooter? Does it matter? Doesn't matter or does it? because because the the, the I think debate, motive is the real question. <laughs> motive certainly is the real question, but it it begs it begs responding to the evidence of these mixed evidence of there's the the report says mm. one shooter, mm. but there's actually three. So it's like yes, the motive is important, but why that detail? Why couldn't it be mm. three shooters? Why do they have to cover that part up? Why are they lying about that? Because we know the magic bullets a bunch of shit yeah well, well so that's my thing like if you're asking me what i think like having seen this approved film a bunch of times having watched like a ton of like questionably legitimate kennedy documentaries on both youtube and the yeah. deep bowels of netflix i can like honestly say that i think there was more than one shooter like you, you look at the fucking way like like, yeah. like i've shot things before yeah. like bullets move all kinds of funny ways they don't move like that like like, no. like, like and, and, and they don't make your head react like they don't make no. a thing react like that when they hit them. first of all strange that they'd have multiple shooters right and i and i would love to hear from like a tactical perspective because i don't know any combat veterans i'm not a ballistics so, expert i'm just talking but about I, it but ass. even before ballistics experts i don't understand what the strategic value of having three shooters would be. Like, you make you sure you sh- get the shot. Like you're yeah, killing I, the president. You I know? suppose. I suppose. <laughs> it's just it's not a shot you want to miss. I wonder if there's any tactical <clears throat> precedence to that kind of procedure of mm. having them. Maybe it's because it confuses by having the shot ring out from all of it. So they could like 
invalidate other people's stories and like try to slowly corroborate to whatever the most convenient is maybe to steer I mean, away the, the guy because maybe you have three and then you can throw it on one guy yeah but it, you have yeah, the insurance it, that you get it and, and lee harvey was just the escape i mean yeah it could really be like a merchants of doubt thing it could just be like one of those you know like even like, like let's take the most popular conspiracy theory that like the cia and the u.s yeah. government orchestrated the kennedy assassination like like the way they operate with disinformation yeah. it would make sense to like have as many conflicting reports as you can and then have a really like blanket government report that's super just vanilla and makes no sense. And yeah. uh, because then you're going to make everyone who says something else sound fucking crazy. And you're, which is what they did with the UFO stuff for a long time. Yeah, but now even like, I think it's I heard the last statistic I heard is that like 72% of Americans don't believe that it was just Lee Harvey Oswald, like alone with his motives Yeah, that did the assassination, which I don't know. It's just like we all know it's some bullshit. Well, then that just means. But we don't have, know where the bullshit's coming from. Which Kinda is like exactly the how you win. Well, that's exactly how you get away with it. Is, yeah. is that you make it so like instead of like you say it's you know like you say this is how it happened. This is black and white, and and, and then uh, and then somebody else looks at it and says this. There's some discrepancies here. I'm going to keep digging. If you make sure there are discrepancies off the top, th- then basically wild speculation becomes the norm, and you get. 500,000 Kennedy assassination theories that, that like all could be plausible and believable, but, but it's going to keep everyone from really zeroing in on like, like a specific inconsistency because over years and years and years, you're just going to build such a wealth of opinion and evidence, evidence that, you know, any, anything could sound plausible. Even the fact that the whole family killed each other, Yeah. which like, if you want to see my evidence, for that it is uh oh don't don't absolutely go too far nothing yeah no it's uh well it's good it's good that you rather have nothing <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely made for that a, up for a fraction <laughs> of a half of a moment when mike was opening that notebook i'm like if this motherfucker has words <laughs> on every single square inch of each page even in the margins i'm gonna have to go get a gun because i can't have someone <laughs> walking here with a manifesto telling me they're like JFK assassination theories are fine, but then he pulls out a notebook, and I'm like, if it's if there's like <laughs> magazine cutouts and you're just tearing through women's heads, I'm like, okay, hold on. And I was um, a brand new notebook. There's oh, nothing in here. <laughs> yeah, that'll start his next victim's uh, journaling of yep. torture. Um, but so here's a broader question because I'm sure you're steeped in the community of uh, conspiracy theories. Why mm-hmm. is it that conspiracy theories almost always lead back to like the Jews did it? Oh, so, so, what is with uh, the latent anti? So, I was gonna say homosexuality. What, the, what is with the lanta, an, latent uh, anti-Semitism <laughs> in conspiracy theory uh, theories? So there's a historical answer to this. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus Jewels Christ. are for tools, kids. Hey, I just can't smoke cigarettes inside anymore, so I can pick one of these up every time yeah, I have to drink. Yeah, it's not like the good old days. We go to the casino and people respect your rights as an American. You can't even smoke at the casino anymore. I, I was there this weekend. You're Chinese. Lost you a bunch of money. money. That's true. Well, I mean, you can smoke. In the, you can smoke in the bathrooms. Ah. I found out that you could smoke in the bathrooms. Yeah, same. I um, think the same rules with airplanes. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. Dude, no, no shit. One time uh, when I was in band in college, yeah, uh, we played a we played the tournament at MSG. Uh, so you know, like, and I I was like a. Heavy, heavier People cigarettes. Who make ramen? The time. Or uh, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just a big factory in Chinatown. Um, no, it's in Sichuan uh, province. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we flew all the way to Wuhan. Yeesh. Yeah. No, like, it's. Um, it came back in my tuba spit. <laughs> <laughs> I emptied the spit valve, and everybody got COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, brass sections certainly yeah. super spreaders. Yeah. If you got a bunch of trumpeteers, you know what it is? Trumpeteers. It is trumpeteers. We we if you walk anywhere where a concert band's been. Wipe your shoes after because we empty our spit valves oh, wherever yeah. the fuck we are. I like nobody cares. You, you just do it. Like, oh, yeah. like it's the only These time bio terrorists. Right? It, it's the only time it's socially acceptable to literally spit on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> indoors. Like, I can spit. You can't spit on this floor. Okay, what if I throw? Yeah, watch it? this. I'm gonna spit into my trumpet and mm. then just empty. Yeah, it. Like, you can't spit. You're gonna spit on my floor. What do you think? This is an old yeah. West saloon. Okay, what if I put it? Through a bunch of complex, well-milled copper and uh, brass uh, tubing. You, you let it build up over a two-hour rehearsal session? Yeah, can I let my it. spit ferment in this elaborate brass structure and then drain it to <sighs> dribbling on your floor? there was always that one kid in middle school band who didn't empty his fucking spit valve un- yeah. un- un- until it just sounded like a bong. Oh, like he, he was playing a bong. And the teacher was like, uh, James, James, you need to empty your spit valve. And he just fucking... Like you're drowning Louis yeah. Armstrong. Literally. 
It's all right. Um, it's it would have been black voice anyways, and we don't stand for that because I don't see color. But um, <laughs> voice. so anti-Semitism, please tell yes. me, why so, is there so much anti-Semitism so, in the conspiracy so, theory? So I world? took a history of modern Europe class in, mm. in, uh, in college, and we talked about it's like anti-Semitic tropes have always been this sort of like uh, – have always been this sort of they orchestrate shit behind mm, the scenes. And, I see. And, and there's a, one particular reason like for it. Like they're by themselves. It, ex- well, it's well, like a yeah, very it's, it's, insular community. Exactly. And it's basically like because they're they're an insular community because they have their own like cultural, racial, ethnic sort of yeah. like like community that that, that is so yeah, exactly. It's a tribe that's so tightly knit. People in the societies in which they lived historically distrusted that. So and there's also a whole insidious tie to, to like Christian countries in or, or like Catholic countries back in in, in the Middle Ages w- yeah. would use that that like insular community tie to basically spread the idea oh, yeah. That, that, yeah to basically spread the idea like hey they organize plots the same way they organize the plot to kill Jesus and and, and it became this really just fucking insidious trope that that ended up proliferating through history to to, to 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 just be a default go-to yeah. you know like oh the jews like i learned about that in this book it's peter frankopan by the way this is the book that's I was the talking one you're about. talking about yeah this is the one it's it amazing book for anyone watching uh it's a hit a retelling of history through the lens of the east so we're talking russian steppes india southeast asia um middle east that's near east um like the Caucasus mountains as well so like greece turkey constantinople and such and the crusaders used the myth that the jews sold out jesus and the jews killed jesus um they used that to lump in this anti-semitic message with the anti-islam message to take retake the holy land to retake yeah. what they called um uh constantinople which is now istanbul the needed, capital of Turkey. yeah they needed to take their land back from the infidels yeah the it was like <laughs> It was an old uh, holdover from the Christian, em- uh, from the I believe from the uh, from the Christian empires that spread into the Near East and Middle East, and mm. they took it as like the holy, like an extension of Christianity, and the Muslims like fought them back for it and yeah. kept that and held that down during the Dark Ages and had their Renaissance while Europe was suffering, yeah. <laughs> where Europe was like eating dirt and mm-hmm. killing off a third yeah, of their because they didn't appreciate silence, science, and so they stuck with silence. It's true. But yeah. yeah, so where were we? Where were we at? Oh, that's the anti-Semitism and conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, so, the Jews were always doing well because they stuck with themselves, and yeah. they had to keep a fucking eye out because everyone was always after them. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like anti-Semitism in government also isn't like a new thing either. Like that. Yeah. That I mean, like, and and it, like you know, Hitler wasn't was certainly not the first person to do that. Like, I mean, you have the pogroms oh. Oh, uh, yeah. in Ukraine and stuff like that. You have, uh, I mean, you have Spain uh, went after. The Jewish population. Yeah. Wasn't that the um, uh, Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was, I think that was after Christians, but it's also, I, I don't think they really discriminated in terms of picking on religious yeah. groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, the, the Jews are like the longest standing cultural artifact. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Yeah. The, the, the Inquisition. Yeah. The, yeah. Jewish right. Inquis- yes. Nobody expects the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Old like Monty Python shit. But it's like, I don't know. It's, it's such a, it's, it's like, kind of disturbingly beautiful like idea that you have this long-standing tribe that has survived so much like so much strife and seemingly for no reason because it's like in one time they were successful when others weren't yeah and that like hat like uh, what's it not hatfields hatchfields something in mccoy's hatfield and mccoy's hatfield yeah. McCoy's, where it's just like someone gets one over on the other person and then you just hold on to that forever shit. and christians go yeah. back and forth even though christians came from judaism like uh, well, it's that jesus christ was a jew so i was a huge like devout devout catholic in high school like very very practicing mm. like i mean you know we're talking we went to catholic school yep yeah catholic school my whole life i mean i did a lot of like you know, like at least lead prayer services and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, for a while there, I thought about converting to Judaism. It was actually like, like I really like, I, I read about it. I was mm-hmm. thinking about, cause I, I really like the old Testament a lot more than I like the new Testament. I thought that like it's got way better stories. Yeah, it, it does. It, I, I thought that like the way that, that Jewish, um, 
like scholars mm -hmm. dealt with uh, theological ben issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ben Shapiro, rabbi. My wife's a doctor. <laughs> uh, my wife's a doctor. Uh, yeah. Okay. Policy genius is very important because uh, nah, I'm Ben Shapiro, a uh, known Jew. I think that's a gynecological uh, uh, problem. Um, no, 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 yeah. I, I seriously like was considering it because I I love. I was already circumcised, and <laughs> but there no, you but, go. Halfway there. Yeah, the hardest part out of the way. You got the but, cap. Uh, you just need the. Yeah, and you just learn, need to learn the lunar calendar. And I think the biggest thing was like the way that the the Jewish like Jewish uh, theological leaders and like the rabbi deal with theological issues. I found so attractive because you you know like the name Israel uh, in in the Bible means to wrestle with God because Jacob yep. when when God gave him that name the story goes like was was literally wrestle in a wrestling match yeah. with God because it was and, on Monday Night Raw yeah. and they had the rage in the cage and the, the Smackdown Smackdown versus yeah. Raw will God smite Israel yeah and, and, but he, God's and, the and, Vince and, McMahon and, and, yeah. of the Bible yeah he, 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 <laughs> and and so God gave Jacob the name Israel which means to wrestle with God and and the Jewish people have always had this like this uh this like heritage in in the theology of of like really like, like like instead of engaging with the text in a in a purely like okay like you know we're gonna take this as as literally as you possibly can they yeah the opposite of islam islam means the submission to god exactly they they, they dig into it and they question it and they say why is it like this is it like this and one of the one of the things I found most interesting in college, I took an Old Testament course with this uh, great professor, Dr. Harry Nasudi at Fordham. Shout out. Shout uh, out one time. He, he was uh, he really changed the way I looked at the Bible, like like totally, and and it became such an academic thing for me, and and, and like it's really deepened my understanding of the text as a whole. But like, uh, I I sort of like I would go and look, uh, and and he would tell us basically like uh, the Jewish faith. The, uh, like, you know, in, in American tradition, we look at a law, right? A rule. Mm -hmm. and, and our way of thinking is how can we... Make sure we're still recording. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. I see a little late. Cool, how, cool, cool. How can we... How can we find a loophole? Right, 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 like, what is the narrowest way we can interpret this? How can we, like... Yeah. And, and, and so because Jewish law is divine law, the way they look at it is how... How much, like, like, what is the most liberal way in which we can interpret interpret this? So, for example, uh, there's a passage in Deuteronomy, uh, which lays out like the dietary laws and stuff, and it says, uh, "You you can't boil a calf in its mother's milk." So that, that makes sense. that's why Jewish people can't eat cheeseburgers uh, is because you can't have cheese because they take that as liberally as you can, yeah. which means you can't eat dairy. On in meat in the same dish like it that. It is kind of fucked like, up if you think about where they both come from, but you know. And it, it, yeah, it, but but I find I just found that like so interesting. Yeah. Because the law of God's like apodictic, right? Yeah. It's like the parental law. Like the thing I like about Jewish law as well is the negotiation of law. So yes. you know, Catholics are very guilt-ridden mm -hmm. people. They're very like you. You were born original sin. That idea blew my hair back when I was a kid. Because the idea that a child is born and having already sinned, like I didn't do anything, it, it, it explains perfectly a Catholic family. When you're born in this family, you owe us a debt of guilt. We're going to make you feel guilty for being who you are, for being against me. And it's not me that you should feel guilty for. It's, it's God because you've sinned, original mm. sin. And that shit fucks you up because a kid and it keeps you in line. It keeps you under the thumb of whatever patriarchy wants to come down on you. Not patriarchy like misogyny the, but like yeah. a paternal <clears throat> figure that you call him the father like the priest and i just don't like the history of the catholic church how they treat poor people children you know the reason they they you have these things is the celibacy rules around catholicism is because the church was a money hungry organization that wanted to hold all wealth so they prevented the men from pursuing wives yeah because then they, they would get disparated to the kids exactly. they would have yeah. kids to pass on and you would diffuse wealth away from the vatican away from catholicism and they just couldn't have that they needed to, they were like the most yeah. secure bank pretty much so, so this is one of my big and i have discussions with like so i you know as so i went to catholic school my whole life so i'm very well yeah. versed in catholic theology and the catechism and stuff like that like it's it's like I have – and canon law and stuff. Like, like yeah. I'm not like an expert, but like I'm like a lay – Yeah, stages uh, like, of the cross I, I taught shit. myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but so like one of, the, one of the problems I've always had with, with, uh, with Catholic doctrine, and this is a discussion I've had with some of my more religious friends that have, you know, 
Shout out Miles one time. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Miles. Uh, That have sort of, uh, I have a lot of conversations with him about this stuff that have sort of engaged with me on this is like, there are a lot of cultural contextual reasons for doctrine that, that, that like Catholics don't love to acknowledge. So, so for example, like, like I take a lot of the sexual doctrine as, as like a great example. A lot of, that, of, of like, yeah, like a lot of that stuff is, is to build functional societies. Like, I mean, you can't have a good society if everyone's running around fathering kids with everybody else. And, and, and then you create this massive burden for, for your, your state to take care of. So, yeah. so like, you know, having, having sexual moral guidelines, like no gays. Well, another part of this is that you also can't, we love the gays. That was, that was sarcastic. Another part of this is you also can't build a growing and effective nation state that, that, you know, you won't want to fuck with if you don't have a large growing population. Like one of the big hallmarks of like these early agricultural so societies. So which one is it? Do we not burden people with overpopulation no, but, or we want overpopulation? Well, 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 that's why these things are designed, I think. It, it, and the messages are so strictly like, – like, like the messages are extrapolated from allegory and, and basically institutionalized and made into rules of like you need to have sex in the confines of the sacrament called marriage. Like, you know, there's nothing in the Bible in, in terms of defining all of the, 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 the characteristics of like – sacramental marriage that's all written in the catechism and, and they basically take passages in the bible that talk about you know like what god has united like like the contract mm-hmm. under god to do this like and they extrapolate it to be these institutional things but my question would be was monogamy not popular before that was everyone just like a fucking and sucking pagan i mean or were there organic monogamous relationships but the church stepped in and said we need to be the big brother of marriage. We need to watch over and, and can see and approve who can bond and bind and become I, a family. I think there's a mix of both, and that's the problem. When when it, when, it, when you get people doing what they want like that, it gets messy. Like, like, like you remember, the societies we're talking about that are run under these laws so strictly are incredibly smaller than the ones we're talking about now. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? So, so like, like, if you have... If you have a situation in with in which like you know maybe a quarter of your population is just like completely polyamorous and will just sleep with anyone and everyone and sort of like trading sexual partners and stuff, yeah. you're gonna have issues in social cohesion with, with other members of the population that are not like that. I have an extended theory on this now. Yeah, I feel like it is it is a classist issue. I feel like the church, because these marriage laws are enforced for the lower class, but think about people who've profited off of Catholic affection, like Michelangelo, these are yeah. artists who were commissioned by the Catholic church to do things. They were not expected to live to that kind of lifestyle. Well, they were, they were wealthy. They were privileged. They could afford to skirt the laws that were laid out in the good book. Well, it's like, in fact, most of the artists, but if we can keep families marrying to the same class and to the same mm-hmm. status, we can keep people in their place. Unless you rise above your station. If you have a bunch of nobles running around, a bunch of people you deem as intellectual hierarchs, as elites and they go run around and they fuck with the poor girl because she's cute then you start getting some like you know you have to justify class changes and all that stuff and hmm. you kind of let go of the the hand that you have over people by saying we're better than you we're different from you it's interesting i i think that like there's probably an element of that i think that um one of the one of the key factors here in in uh in that society building I, I think is definitely like stable population growth. So, so, yeah. so, so it's like enforcing monogamy is, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to endorse the value of enforcing monogamy. I'm saying purely from a standpoint of if, if you are the leader of a society, of a city state, of a nation state, whatever that happens to be Christian, yeah. and you want to continue to grow your the power of your city and nation state, you need people. You, you, you need people to do the work that's there. So it's like you want there to be children born consistently. You want your population rate to be above, like, but not just above that. the replacement rate. You also want and to implement sacrament so that you can pass them through the system of the church. Like, exactly. Baptize this one, baptize this one. Like you're a Catholic, you're a Catholic, and then you're part because of the Because it's going to make sure that you're part of the family. We're united under the same yep. goal. We don't have to worry about you. Yeah, you can't sympathize we're, with the Turks. How could you sympathize with the Turks? We're all baptized. working towards the same thing here. This is why I've always hated like 
you know, I talk a lot about being like a really like hardcore, like libertarian anarchist type. Like, I mean, like I, I've always hated the idea that like we're all on a team just because of like the place in which we're born. We're on a team because of the bonds. It's like thousands of years wide. thousands of bonds. I I mean, more often than not, it, it, it ends up being that like the closest relationships you form are with the people that you, you need to work with in order to, to survive. Like like, the blood of the, um, blood is thicker than water. Yeah. Well, that's a, a biblical quote. The extended means the reverse. The extended, the actual full quote is the blood of the waters, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means the brothers that you make in war are far closer to you on a spiritual level than the brothers actually born in, like, if you're right, yeah. twins, the water of the womb. Mm-hmm. And so that's literally the opposite. When people are like, well, you know, blood is thicker than the water. You know, you got to watch out for your brothers. And it's like, no, like, who, whoever is like bonded with me during trauma and during a times of strife where I needed help and they helped me. That's who, yeah, it's the, the family you find, not the family you're born into. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, there are bonds with the family you're born into, but you have to nurture and foster those the same as you have to yeah. nurture. I mean, you can have a bad relationship with family just as easily as you can with, with a friend. Oh, yeah. And but it's you not certainly easier sometimes because you don't get to pick that. Yeah. But you certainly don't have to for like people around you in like a certain cultural context. Like, if you want to bust out of your culture, if you want to be something different, like, from the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and leave that that organization, that institution. Because that institution bleeds over into culture. Yeah. It affects art. It affects, I, like, it, community. It, exactly. I'm glad you said that because this kind of ties me back to what what, what I was saying that brought me into – that brought us into this discussion here. It was, yeah. like, the the conversations that I have with Catholics about that in, in which they don't acknowledge – the that cultural element of yep. uh, of the thing it's like it, it's like the bible is and this is what i love it's a fantastic collection of of allegorical stories that will tell you fundamental truths about the human condition both the old testament and the new testament like, like if you look at that stuff there is a collection of human wisdom from thousands of years of storytelling oh, yeah. like the rules that have been written by the leaders of the institutional church and, and by extension, the government set up in the name of that institutional church over the course of human history. Take those ideas that, that you know, come from a book that's supposed to fundamentally tie humans together yeah. and use it to segment us and, and basically establish rules and lines and and and, and boundaries to our behavior that makes it more orderly for their end goals. That's why Judaism was always my favorite monotheistic religion because it was the least proselytized religion. Like the Catholics yes. have missionaries. Islam has a heavy doctrine in proselytization. And the Jews were like, their ritual of conversion is actually like anti-proselytized. It's like if they deny you three yep. times before you're accepted into the, the you know, the promised land, the the yeah. kingdom and uh that's that's what i like it's like because they they have standards for like who it's like a cultural they they already understood from the jump they were creating a cultural shift they were a movement they were like a a message that like you can't fuck with the underdogs like yeah. you can't just treat people however you want to like you have to be merciful you have to like you know struggle with the universe and like try to find your earn your place in the world and work hard and all that stuff and yeah, Another reason, too, is, yeah. is finances. Like, people get jealous of, of Jewish folks' success because the Christians wouldn't loan each other money. So the Jews were the first, uh, you know, lending bankers. Whoa, because, whoa, whoa. <laughs> because they were allowed to. The Christians, the Christians yeah. didn't allow to lend money with profit it's on true. it. They couldn't ask for interest. Usury. It's usury. Yeah. I, so the, to, the, yeah. the Jews were not the Christians. They were like, no, I mean... You can make money off of someone else needing money because you know you create this like loan structure is beneficial for business. Uh, look, it, it's like the meritocracy of like uh, you don't have. Okay, I know we'll get into. I it. have a like like this is this is nothing to do with, but, with here, like the religious thing, but I have a huge fiscal problem with the idea of debt. Like which okay. which I don't I don't want to sidetrack us from the religious. No, I understand. I just think that, that I do want to get into economics later. I think I like patronization. Yes. I like the idea of patronism. <gasps> Where, like, in ancient times, you had the loyals, mm-hmm. the, the royals, <laughs> loyals, we gotta be right. no, the royals, who would patronize uh, scientists, philosophers to develop their craft, who maybe they came from, like, a poor family, and these people with extreme influence could 
give money to those with brilliant mm-hmm. minds that may be in lesser, less fortunate circumstances, and they can create cool shit like automatons yeah. and like chemistry yeah. and shit like that. And that's how you pay for adv- advancements. So we have the same thing uh, when it comes to. Uh, I completely lost my allegorical train of thought. Um, so I, I, I want to. Who was I connecting with? You were the patrons, like the idea that it's good that we fund these people. Uh, we were talking about. I'm so elevated right now. <laughs> elevated is a synonym for the word I actually am, but I'm pretty. Ele- I'm forty. I'm about. I'm elevated about forty milligrams. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice dose. Um. Yeah. Oh. 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 Loans. 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 Yes, it was yes, about yes, loans. loans. It, so. Yes. So I, I think that loans are the egalitarian equivalent because it allows access for people to reach money if they have a dream that they think is going to come to fruition. I do have an issue with how structures are set up to force people into loanship, like for instance, schools and schools, especially you know, and credit card debt and things like that. Yeah. And, um, so like, I think that, uh, uh, so in terms of the patronage thing, I'm glad you said that because it was something that I wanted to circle back to when you were talking about Michelangelo and those yep. guys, like all of those guys were benefits of patronage. Like, yep. like, I mean, if you look at like, I, that was one of the most incredible things for me about, uh, Brunelleschi, the guy who did the, uh, the, the big, uh, the big dome. Oh, Jesus Christ. The What's Pantheon? the name of the, no, 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 no. It's, it's a huge the Sistine cathedral, Chapel. not, not the Sistine Chapel. The Basilica uh, Manacuschi, Mamascucci or something. In, I don't know. in Florence. It's my only Italian. It's in Florence. Spagucci. It's, it's a massive basilica or, or cathedral or whatever. It's either in Florence. Is a basilica like an IPA I mean, or something? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a basilica, double IPA, 8%, Sorry, mosaic the, hops. The, the soulmate's checking in on me, making sure I'm okay. Uh, she's like, are you soaring or coasting? And I was like, I'm coasting. I, uh, I, I matched with another girl on Tinder this week who, who fucked Shout out, Julia. Thank you for listening. Love Woo! you, she, uh She responded to Tinder the first one great, to respond. It? To, it's awful, but yes. Like, <laughs> I know, but if you really do think about all of the ones you got available to you, you got Bumble, you got it's true. I have the most Grindr, on Bumble. you got OkCupid. Okay it's just like I didn't know we were including Grinder. Well, <laughs> sorry that I am an intersectional individual. And I was going to say I have I way more luck on Grinder than oh, I have on either for of sure, those. Dude. Like, you look like a good old Italian pepper grinder over here. But uh, no, I I don't know what that means. Who cares? It's comedy. It's it's just jokes up in this bitch. Comedy. It's just jokes. Life is what you <laughs> make it. Reality is a suggestion. Sorry guys, I don't have a grinder. No, but Tinder's one of the just on a coding level, the interface is so much more pleasing. It is. It's less frustrating. And yeah, you run out of it, but it doesn't make you feel like a loser. It's like yeah, I don't yeah. want to pay for pro, but you know, thanks for kicking me off the app. Or you know, you are a loser and you do pay for pro because Well yeah, if you pay for pro you're fucking insult, but that's okay. Yeah. And but that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. But it's okay. But that's okay. But I, I met with a lot of girls on Tinder, and, and I think it's... I'm not an incel, Kate. <laughs> I'm not saying you're an incel. I'm saying... I mean, I did pay for pro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My concern. I mean, you could definitely spend that money on better things. Oh, dude, I, I'm the I worst like impulse... I like master class. I am the worst impulse buyer of, of like, all Planet time. fitness membership. Like, you can really Planet improve yourself. Please. I, I don't know. Yeah. Boston Sports Club. You can improve yourself instead of chasing them hoes. Gonna get lost in the thoughts. Do my best. It's just, so I came up with like an original pickup line Ooh. that I uh, that I've been trying to use. Well, it's pickup like, lines in and of themselves are very unoriginal. They are, but but it's like so it's like this. You, think you think you're making a simulation, but you're in the matrix, homie. It's true. I said, hey, hey, I think you and I are like, uh, uh, are, are like peace in the Middle East. And the U.S. Um, yeah, I have a boyfriend, so I'm going to just... Yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think on. you and I are like peace in the Middle East and the U.S. Because even though you seem unattainable, I'd totally bomb like six countries for a shot at you. Damn. <laughs> and he only slides that to the brown girls. He skips all the whiteies. Dude, it, it only worked on a girl from Wesleyan, oh. which, which is like kind of... I thought you were going to say Lebanon. No. <laughs> like she gets Wesleyan. it. Yeah, so Wesleyan's pretty dope. That's a great looking campus. My uncle went to Wesleyan. We I like played the... football, so he's not one. Of the... <laughs> oh, wow, that's strange. I don't even Back in the eighties, yeah. Football stadium there. Nope. Oh yeah, they do. They got one. Hmm. They're not, you know, like. Not one that I've seen. They're no <laughs> temple. Oh <laughs> no, I do. No, they have actually a pretty, rather large campus. Yeah, because their sports area is on the complete other side of the street, other side of like yeah. the hill. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. Wesleyan's got a beautiful campus. I know people it go does. there to take like wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Um, pff, fucking basic bitches go there. To they're in the Rose rig. Garden in Elizabeth oh, yeah. Park in West Hartford. Or in that, yeah. Oh yeah, man, I went there for my prom. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> before, yep. before prom. Yeah, I was gonna say I was driving. Definitely over a popular here. quinceanera spot. If you know what I mean. I was it's, driving. Uh, no. I, dude, it is. It's it's like it's like I, I walk, and I don't blame them. Those the flowers went in bloom. Beautiful. I love it. I love it good. You know, we should need more of that public beauty, Space. public yeah. uh, flowers and good shit. Dude. I was in that. Uh, I was in. The, it's funny. So I was. Uh, I was dog sitting for someone in that neighborhood for a couple weeks. Like, and I live very close to there. And that um, is Mike's whitest thing of the week. Yeah, <laughs> well, dog sitting. Yeah. Well, so I, I wanted privilege to have a dog and a friend that'll watch a dog, yeah. so yeah. you can go do other shit without your dog. It, no, it was my boss's neighbor, which was super awkward because then yeah. I had to stay next door to my boss for which I I, re- I love my boss. I love his family. They're great people. They but, but, good but gravy. But like like I'd like having a little space between myself yeah, and no work. Shit. And, uh, I want to jerk off like 80 meters from your boss. Yeah, I want to jerk off. I want to smoke. I want to fucking get drunk and, you know, like yeah, walk outside down. in my underwear and yell get at the sky. Like, yeah, like, you know, no, normal Tuesday night stuff. Yeah, real, regular rural shit. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, like, <laughs> you go scream in the woods like yeah. fucking psycho. Yeah, burn a couple air conditioners <laughs> yeah, in the backyard. Brother. Yeah. What do you think? I was, what do you thought? Oh, dude, I got to tell you about the show I'm watching, but go uh, on. Yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, just triggered a fucking so wait, we're talking about the whitest thing yeah. that was, I was going to say, when I was driving here, I think I saw your whitest thing which was I, I, I turned off the highway and uh and, and the road i turned onto my gps was lawn acre road mm-hmm. and for a second i thought it said lawn care road oh, and yeah. i was like that is that is like wow i'm in a white neighborhood <laughs> like lawn oh, care yeah, road baby. dude stop there's a lot of stop the steal <laughs> signs a lot of trump 2024 signs a lot of like impeach 46 it's um <laughs> i mean I, I, the that, next book I want to uh, get, because I love reading nonfiction books, the next book I want to get is on cults. Because I've just started to frame my idea of how we group ourselves. I think there's extremities to social cohesion. Mm-hmm. I think there's like companionship, tribalism, you know, uh, brotherly bonds, like a warfare bond. And then you go a little higher and you get this like externalized, like dissociative uh, kinship, which is so lost mm. that you need to like submit yourself to uh, ideology and yes yes and I, I i just drive around now ideas look at churches through your mind yeah They're not even yours like, like there are so many new england towns for instance that are not allowed to build anything larger than a church steeple you can't build a government building larger than a church steeple you as a private business can't build anything larger than a church steeple so it's like who runs Dude. that town all of those is the zoning old... commission has to pass through oh my god it's like if you weren't allowed to make a 13th floor you know what zoning... i mean it's like zoning is controlled by someone who believes in voodoo zoning <laughs> is like is the one like stupid mundane legal concept that makes me angrier than like yeah, it's pretty much the... anything in the world it's, it's just karenism like oh it, yeah like, zoning is the like does the, the what is it called the homeowners association of, of government exactly bodies. It, it, it's, it's the like most yeah dis- you can't have a house that this is actually goes my in, neighbor is a chicken coop this we is a great point that ticket. i was thinking about today so i was i was getting elevated i was watching this show that i'm entirely infatuated by called zero 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 about the nitty-gritty of the drug trade not something you've seen before not I like, like that. you know homeboys on the corner like slinging rock or whatever it's about like wow the, <laughs> what, you, i'm just kidding you knew the vision i was painting for you you know very boys in the hood very like yeah. you know typical american drug trafficking but this one it blows the picture up and it's between a legitimate shipping company in new orleans that mm. ships cocaine shipments from the mexicans to the italians it wasn't mitch mcconnell's wife shipping no. company was oh it oh my god no cocaine mitch no it's got dane dehan in it it's it's a great fucking show and it shows the real like it shows from all perspectives the kind of interplay of like politic and shit like that but mm. My original point being that I completely forgot. Cults. Yeah. Cults. Um, <laughs> yeah, cults, 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 cults. Where was it going with this shit? Cults, cults, cults. Oh, I just look around at shit and I'm just like, you're a cult, you're a cult. This is a cult following. And fuck, what was I going to say? I forgot all that. But yeah, I want to study cults. Edible because, marijuana, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is like, holy shit. Train thoughts. I don't know what that, I don't know what he was talking about. I'm on 40, I'm elevated 40 milligrams off the ground. But. <laughs> That's what, all you need to know. But yeah, so cults are fucking weird because it it, it it attracts very desperate people, right? It attracts people who have no purpose, who have no path in life. And so they're told a lot of these like religions use words like path and journey and shepherd. Mm. Like 
what does a shepherd do? He herds sheep, pe- like <laughs> mindless wool-laden animals. That, that always kind of bothered me. Are a there to bit. walk around and get shaved? And they talk about like the blood of the lamb, like innocent, like you're being sacrificed yeah. to this like altar. It's it's kind of gothic, creepy shit. And it's like you're talking about the Bone Church in the Czech Republic, and you uh, you yeah. just start to realize that the, the further back you go, the more like ritualistic and hardcore these cults used to be. And for public appeal, they started to sell off some of those things to more like, yeah. oh, now we just go, you know, we steal. Oh, that's my chair. We start, we steal these pagans' holiday, and we turn it into like a celebration of where we like hunt for eggs instead of running naked through the fields to fertilize our village. It's like an emo kid who used to go to the cemetery when he was thirteen and and and, and like make a little fucking uh, like a pentagram and like yeah. pray to Satan, who who now just like wears black every sunday and listens to their favorite albums that's another thing too like dude i even though how anti-catholic i am i literally passed the cemetery today and i saw a pavilion that was set up for a funeral i did the sign of the cross and i said rest in peace and it's like so ingrained in me to to pay respect to the dead but then i was instantly thinking like i was just running on a treadmill at the gym you know how much better it would be to have a cemetery in the middle of a track so you could uh, hear me out no disrespect to the dead but it's like if you are going to die and you only have one life left to live one life to live i would want to run around dead people to like remind me perpetually that like this life is going to end so you have to like stay in the game as long as possible so you got to stay healthy you got to stay running like you're running away from death these are things i think about because i'm on a weight loss journey interesting but uh i I don't run so i can't really no i don't either because we we don't have enough inspiration you have to look at a fucking yellow and purple dumbass like cheap like the dunkin donuts of fucking gyms like planet fitness has donut day what the f- what really are you f- what are you serious this is- I, I mean i mean that just sounds like rehab having coke i know day, that's what i'm saying to keep like, coming back they just want cheap customers but but anyways side note you ever see uh burn after reading yeah, Brad Pitt. I, yeah, it's just like it, 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 every every time I think about gyms, I think about the uh, the the scene in that movie where Brad Pitt's stretching that guy out at the beginning, and he's like, "I felt a tightness in the front of my ass. Something <laughs> something snapped in my ass. Like it's just the funniest fucking." Yeah, man. was that Coen Brothers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coen Brothers aren't brilliant, right? Damn. A serious man, dude. Such Everything they do, movie. I just devour. The, I love it. When the truth is found <laughs> to be lies. Did you watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? I tried, and that shit was a little. You too, didn't like it? That was Fugazi. These dude. Netflix originals are making clowns of my favorite directors, and I don't appreciate See, it. See, I really, I don't know what it is, one. but Netflix comes to Scorsese, and he's like, "All right, let me spit out three and a half hours of dog shit with like little rubber puppets." Dude, oh man! And then Buster Scruggs, it's like. It was too all over the place. Just like I was upset with the fucking Netflix original too. The fucking um, I've just been thinking of ending things. The, mm, uh, yeah. the, the oh yeah, I, I, the guy did Ricky? adaptation. Kaufman, the Kaufman Con, yes, movie. Yes, he, uh, it was his directorial debut. Jim Carrey. Yeah, n- yeah. no, no. But that was, oh, oh, who directed the Kaufman? Yeah, yeah no, gotcha. no. So you're I. Wait, I'm. I'm thinking about it. So let me break this down. I'm thinking of ending this. Is the newest. Kaufman movie I believe it's it, he definitely wrote it I think it's his directorial debut but it was to, in my opinion compared to Adaptation compared to Eternal Sunshine compared to being John Malkovich it was dog shit oh, I love John Malkovich I loved it too like I've never watched it and I saw it I'm like oh my god Cameron Diaz was actually a good actor and yeah. instead of just being like now like an old hag or whatever I don't know what she is I don't know her what her dry hump by Justin Timberlake yeah it's just yeah. kind of sad like bad teacher I'm like oh, oh right pump gross. breaks lady what the fuck um, but no I mean Kaufman's movie was not good. I didn't like Scruggs. I didn't like uh, Irishman either. I don't know. Get it? Maybe it's not the theatrical experience. Can I make a case for Scruggs to you? Go ahead. I didn't make it through all okay. the way through it. I made it so, through, like, about the Liam Neeson and like the armless, legless. Oh, guy. okay. That one's really hard to get through. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I want to say a couple of things. One, I think that I love Buster Scruggs because I have a huge affinity for like old westerns and okay. and basically like. Like what I liked about Scruggs was it was a modern and interesting retelling of old Western allegories, uh, like, like 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 the traveling showman, okay. the, uh, the the uh, the prospector, the uh, like uh, you, you have the bank robber at the gallows, you have the uh, like like and that that one I loved the one with James Franco because because you get you get like really comical scenes you with one of the guys from fucking 
uh, office space, which yeah. is dope. You, so you have so you're saying it's like the it's like the witch version of western stories like the witch was like ancient american folklore turned into a movie yeah about like witches and shit like that exactly like ancient ancient yeah like the grim shit and then so buster scruggs is like the Ameri- earliest exactly. like folklore american western oral tradition of the west and what i love about it is that so like um i like and like I said, like I'm a huge Western, like I grew up watching Westerns and stuff with my dad and like, uh, but then also like I, I love Red Dead Redemption. It's like one yeah. of the nerdiest things that like, I love that fucking game. And, and, and yeah, like, there's and, also and, great developers too. And, right? Oh yeah. Was it uh, Naughty Rock, Dog that did it? Rockstar. Or Rockstar. Rockstar. So it's also the same as yep. GTA. Uh, GTA. Yeah. Gotcha. Naughty and, Dog is Uncharted. Never mind. And, and they have just like a great, like who, whoever does the story stuff on that game oh, yeah. ha, has just an amazing understanding of, uh, of like Western, like, like, like literary yeah. thematic elements. Them and like, Bethesda, I yeah. feel make, make the yeah. best RPGs. Mm-hmm. Cause I know Skyrim's broken as fuck, but I, I never really played it, but I had friends. Dude, nothing better than like starting up with a new character and it fades into you on the prisoner's wagon going to the, the chopping block. And that's what starts the story. <laughs> it's some real hero's journey shit. Because you start off as a prisoner. It's going on to death row. Like, yeah. literally about to be executed. And then your destiny flies in on the back of a dragon. And then you realize you're, like, kind of some Harry Potter shit. Like, you're a wizard, Ari. You know, like, you're dragonborn. Yeah. <laughs> All I know about Skyrim is that, like, I was hanging out with one of my friends who played it one time. And my brother had this little compound bow. Yeah. <laughs> and he shot it at me. And it hit me right here. And he goes, my buddy's like, you just took an arrow to the knee and started like laughing like a oh, maniac because yeah. of that meme. Yeah, yeah. And that was how I learned what Skyrim was. Wow. 